Hey everybody, what's going on? It's been a while since we released an episode, but just want to let y'all know that we're going full force with this, um, at least for this week. We got three episodes lined up and I'm super excited to release them. Today on the show, we have our guest, uh, the wonderful and amazing Angelica McDonald, founder and wedding planner extraordinaire of the freshly rebranded Angelica Rose events. Uh, enjoy the convo. This episode is sponsored by Andy March Film. For those who don't know, Andy March or IFP is actually one of my first few companies that we started. Uh, we are the digital media agency that makes everything here we do at Dabble Radio possible. Um, as always, give us a follow on all our social at Andy March Film. That's I N D I E M A R C H Film on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. Show us some love. Thank you all for listening to Dabble Radio. Today I have with me Angelica McDonald from Angelica Rose Events. Hey, Kenny. Well, first of all, thank you for having me. It's a perfect way to start our Monday off by hanging out with you, so thank you. Um, so I'm Angelica of Angelica Rose Events. I actually just recently rebranded two weeks ago, um, which was terrifying and exciting all at the same time. Prior to being Angelica Rose Events, we were Green Orchid Events. and. Green Orchid Events has been around, was around for 11 years. I started with the prior owner, Juliet, back in 2007. And she honestly took a huge leap of faith on me. Um, I had no wedding experience. Um, and so she had just started Green Orchid and needed an assistant. And so we actually met interning at TSO through TSO, which okay. is the International School of Hospitality here in Las Vegas, um, which really gave me my kickstart into weddings. So that's where I met Juliet. I interned one wedding with her, and then from there she hired me. Um, and then I grew to just assist her on weddings, and then to wedding day coordination, doing weddings on my own. And then it got to a point where she kind of lost her passion for weddings, but still wanted to own the company. So mm. all the leads became mine, but she was still the owner. That worked great for a couple years. And then it got to a point where she owned a company she wasn't profiting from because by the time she paid all of us and all the business stuff, so it didn't make sense. So she approached me and she was like, hey, I'm either going to sell or you could buy. And I remember, we, I think we were at a restaurant and I started instantly crying because oh one, I didn't want her to leave me and two, I was terrified. Owning a company was never something I thought I would do or something I dreamt of, um, but I quickly thought, like, how do I want my life to look like the next five to 10 years? And I have a little girl, so she was in the back of my mind. Um, so I quickly thought, I was like, okay, well, I could go work for a venue or somewhere, but then have no life because the hours are crazy, mm -hmm. or I could buy this business and rock it out and make my own hours. So that's what I did. So I kept at Green Orchid for three years and just kind of got settled into learning how to be a business owner. Weddings weren't new to me, but the business side definitely was. Who knew there were that many taxes out there? Mm -hmm. um, and so I kind of hit the three-year mark, and within that three years, Green Orchid really changed once I bought it. Our type of clients changed. The mm. budgets we were seeing changed. The designs our clients were wanting changed. And so I just felt like there was this huge disconnect between Green Orchid events and the weddings we were producing. I just didn't fit anymore. Um, so I decided to change the company name to my name and we're two weeks in and so far so good. Ah, how did you, like, how did you differentiate between the creative side of being a wedding planner and the business side? Oh, that was quite a juggle while being um, a mother to a toddler mm -hmm. <laughs> at the same time. Um, I 
always had a passion for weddings. So that part still was very fluid and easy. But I really had to get more strict when it came to certain things about being a business owner. Okay. So just learn, I think learning that discipline of making time to do the ugly business admin stuff at least one day a week and then having fun and focusing on the pretty stuff the rest of the time. Right, the not so fun stuff, the admin stuff. Blogging, the, just everything, taxes, all that stuff. Right, so when you, when you realize a lot of that, did you, how did you prioritize your schedule? Like was, did you prioritize it in a sense where it's like Monday was admin day, Tuesday was blog day? How did so, you, like how did you do in terms of that for other creators out there that are looking to yes. prioritize their schedule? So it's definitely still a work in progress. Um, every Sunday before I go into the new week, um, I sit with myself and also my husband, because again, we have a child, and we kind of figure out like, okay, where is she gonna go? Who's gonna watch her? Luckily, she's in school now, so that has helped my calendar a lot. Um, but there are certain days of the week where I won't take meetings because I need those to be days I'm strictly in the office working on emails and weddings. Um, and then there's days that I will make sure that I'm out of the office, out and about, meetings, networking events, those types of things. Mm -hmm. um, a huge goal of mine when buying the business, because I had done it for so many years, was I wanted to make sure I wasn't working till two, three in the morning, because I did that for so many years. And I just, I was no good to my clients. I was no good to my husband and to my daughter. So getting, just maximizing my time during the day is super important. And something I do, and this may sound like a little excessive, but it works for me, is throughout the day I set alarms for myself. So I'll be like, okay, I'm gonna work on this wedding for an hour and an hour only, because it's so easy to lose mm -hmm. track of time. I could spend all day on one wedding. So I'll be like, okay, I'm gonna do you know this, this, and this for this wedding in one hour. So I'll have my alarm go off in an hour as a reminder and be like, okay, time to move on to the next task. So that's been super helpful for me. That's awesome. So you set out a block of time. Times, of I block out every day. <laughs> like an hour to couple hour increments. I'll even set like an alarm like, okay, get up, like stretch your legs out, or it's time for lunch or because I just I don't think I was maximizing my days enough right. again I would spend so much time dwelling on one wedding that I still had all these other weddings to do tasks for so blocking out the day like that just helps me yeah I think the biggest thing with that is like my my biggest focus is always like the unprepared goes to the unmotivated Mm -hmm. right because if you're mm -hmm. not writing down your schedule if you're not blocking out time you're you're essentially dwelling on these things for two three hours and oh, you're not yeah. getting anything done and before i know it it's five o'clock and i have to get my daughter from school and cook dinner and spend some time with the family and especially i work from home mm -hmm. so that's a discipline in itself because it's like oh my bedroom's down the hall my kitchen's downstairs so having that discipline like this is my office and i'll do little things to help me with that too so even though i work from home often i make sure to get up get dressed right. do my makeup so i feel productive i'm like i'm in an office because Trust me, there are days I work in pajamas with no makeup on. <laughs> You'll never see that, but that helps. <laughs> no, absolutely. And I think for a lot of the listeners out there that don't know, like Vegas in for four months of span, it's super hot, right? Mm -hmm. To the point where it's just like you don't <laughs> want to go anywhere. No, no. Like, I mean, yeah, there's no way you can't bribe me to go out there. <laughs> right. It's, it's crazy. So how did you like what? what turned you on into to weddings like how did you how did you gather that passion for it and how did you you um develop that that fire 
Yeah, so I was actually going to school to be a news anchor. I always wanted to be a news anchor. So I started going to school for broadcast journalism, which is so funny because you couldn't pay me to report the crummy news we hear daily. Um, so I kind of faded with that. And just something I've always loved and been passionate about is parties, even from like a young child. Like I've always loved themes and the smallest intricate details. Like I always loved overthinking and creating ideas for that. And so um, while going to school for broadcast journalism, I had recently found that UNLV launched a sister school called the International School of Hospitality. Oh. And that's where I was able to get certified in wedding planning. Now, do you have to be certified in wedding planning? No, but I feel like that school gave me an incredible foundation of what it takes to be a wedding planner because I definitely went into it with starry eyes. I was like, hey guys, I'm a new mm -hmm. wedding planner. And I'm like, oh no, there's actually work involved with this. So that school is what gave me the foundation and helped me introduce um, a lot of people and connections I made, experiences. We were required to have an internship, so we got to intern on actual weddings. That's cool. So by the time, yeah, I loved it, and I still love it. Hmm. So that's what kind of helped me launch. So how many people were in um, that class of yours? Oh my gosh, I can't even remember. Not even, maybe six to eight. Oh, wow. Their classrooms are pretty small. Okay. Mm -hmm. And just to, just to um, kind of give a broad scope, out of those six to eight, um, when you were in school, how many are still doing this today? Mm, good question. So actually, I don't think there's anyone from my class that's doing anything wedding related right now. But there's definitely some big names in the industry that are oh. doing incredible things and still very proactive that have came from TSO. Oh, wow. So that's okay. so in in whole, TSO has produced a lot of incredible businesses that are thriving right now. But f for my class specifically, no. <laughs> Isn't that crazy? It's like, so how do you like, how do you thrive as a wedding planner in this industry when there's so many people that are trying to get into it it's really hard so it's funny when green orchid events started there wasn't a lot of planners mm -hmm. there was not a lot of wedding planners at all and now and i want i always tease it's because of tea so they birth all these wedding planners and they're great um so i feel like my experience helps a lot you know keep me afloat and everything um but yeah there's a lot more wedding planners than what there was back in the day that's wild. And what, what are some of your personal magic, the per, some of your personal touch that you um, put into wedding planning and make you so successful? So I love really, I don't, first of all, I don't like just sitting around like checking a box. Mm. Like we have flowers, check. You have a venue, check. We need to thoroughly dive into each aspect of the wedding and truly make it who the couple is. So when you plan a wedding with me, like get ready to be my best friend because <laughs> I'm, we're going to talk all the time hmm. we're going to text all the time in-person meetings because i really want to get to know who the couple is i mean i i always say like i'm going to ask you a series of nosy questions but there's a reason why i'm asking you know what your home looks like or what your favorite restaurant is because all those elements are going to play into the couple's wedding day and throughout the planning process i'm constantly having things like oh this would be perfect for this couple or so i think those personal touches when planning are what the guests are going to remember that's and that's such great tips it's like the added details that you include within your service and it's not even about the um, service itself it's about like ingraining your personality and your details to to the couple right that's right. what makes it successful 
Absolutely. I always say like their guests have been to a wedding, but they've never been to their wedding. Uh So what is their takeaway going to be? We want them to be like, that wedding was so John and Sally and not, I've seen that a million times. So that's why it's super important. We get to know our couples at heart. So all those touches are reflective of who they are. Right. And I love that. And I think what, even a few weeks ago when you were doing your rebranding, it's been two, three weeks, right? Yeah. Two weeks now. Even those two, three weeks when you were starting to do your PR stunt, in a sense where you were giving out the rose-colored glasses. Yes, and you were dropping that was so it much fun. <laughs> and it's like, talk about that. Like, how did you, like, yeah. I, and I have, I actually have the sunglasses in my car. I still wear it. I love it. Kenny rocks the rose for me. <laughs> because it is, they are really good glasses, but it's like, how, like, how far, like, in advance did you think of that? And like, how did you, like, how did you get the details to, like, I want to, pull this PR stunt and get everybody in Vegas rocking it. Well, thank you, first of all, for your kind words. And I have to be honest, um, that was a very last minute thought. And it was actually my plan B. So my problem or a flaw of mine, I should say, is that I'm very much perfection over progress. So I'll sit on something and dwell and dwell and dwell. And then before I know it, it's like a couple days before. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, it hasn't been done yet. And so that kind of happened in this situation. Um, So my plan A was actually to send like these beautiful luxury boxes with like a bottle of rosé in it. So then I learned, first of all, you have to have a liquor license to ship liquor. And I'm like, oh, oh I didn't know that. And then it was like a gazillion dollars to ship a box. So I'm like, okay, I love these people, but come on. Um, so then I was like, you know what? Stop overthinking it. Let's have fun with it. Let's do something different. Cause I feel like a bottle of rosé for Angelica Rose is very typical. And so I feel like one of my strengths is that I'm a very positive bubbly person. Mm-hmm. And so just I felt like the saying like seeing life through rose-colored glasses is very much representative of me and my outlook on life and so I bought rose-colored aviators in bulk and sent it out to 105 people in the wedding industry and it worked it just it worked great because I got my point across Mm -hmm. with the name change because I needed to make sure people knew this name change was coming because again Green Orchid was an 11 year established company this is quite a big change I needed people to be ready and not just wake up and be like who's Angelica Rose events and it's great because I gave everyone a call to action. Like, you know, it's time to see the world through rose-colored glasses. Please wear these glasses on the day I launch and either post, you know, a selfie or a boomerang. And my gosh, the response, I was not ready. I was completely overwhelmed with love and laughter. And our industry is incredible. And they killed the rose-colored glasses for me. They represented strong. <laughs> yeah, I think your um, I think your Instagram story, Gabe, was like, you know when you see people post too many stories? It was like, dot, 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 dot. I was getting there. I was getting there. I was like four rose gold shades away from oh being too gosh. much. <laughs> but it was it was great. Like, I love seeing all the feedback that you receive um, yeah. within everyone that, that wore it. It's like, what was some of your personal favorites? Oh, my gosh. Well, I don't know if you... I mean, everyone's my favorite. First of all, the fact that people just took the time mm-hmm. to, to post a photo. And I know some people are very shy when it comes to posting on their Insta stories or Instagram. So just the fact that even the ones I know are shy and kind of introverted posted. But I don't know if you saw, but someone did the Kiki challenge in my honor. And they rode... Um, they wore the rose-colored glasses while doing the Kiki challenge. Like, literally car moving outside... That was incredible. <laughs> I saw that. I saw that. That's why I wanted to bring that up. <laughs> yes. 
so yeah um dj vin for the win with the kiki challenge <laughs> oh my gosh so what are you gonna do with all the videos like where where is that gonna all gonna live so i saved them all i'm actually uh so the new website's up i'm currently revising the blog so i would love to do a blog post and just have like a big collage of everyone in their yes. rose colored glasses so i did save every single photo and video <laughs> that's amazing it's yes. like you know just the um the genuine feedback from the community. I think that's what the wedding community in Vegas is so great. It's like they, we all support each other. It, it was incredible. Well, and I wanted to make sure to get my point that I wouldn't be anywhere without all these people I sent the glasses to. So it's literally because of the people that wore those glasses that I am at where I'm at. So right. I needed to remind them, like, I couldn't do this without you. Thank you so much. So Yeah, let's talk about some text, though, because I know when we were talking, you were, uh, you were definitely, like, allergic to building the website. Oh my gosh, right. I think I think I lost five pounds, which maybe I should build websites more often. Um, my gosh, that was overwhelming. So I, I admit I was a huge hypocrite when it came to the website because I went into it like, I got this, mm. I got a template, this YouTube video is telling me what to do, it's going to be perfect. Um, yeah, right, I was drowning in those templates, and I'm like, what? And so literally... I want to say it was 12 days exactly to launch. Wow. The website still wasn't done, Kenny. I hate to even say this out loud. <laughs> like, I it's promise okay. I'm not a procrastinator when it comes to wedding planning, but when it came to my business, I was. And so I reached out to um, this lovely girl named Ashlyn, who is starting, um, like, a web design company. She went to school for this, and she's new. And I call her my web angel, so I just reached out, and I was like, this is what I need done by this date. Can you do it? And she's like, yeah, it can be done. And literally the final touch was done that Monday I launched at 6 a.m. I launched at 6.30 a.m. Wow. <laughs> so, but it got done. But yeah, I bit off way more than I could chew. And like I mentioned, I was a hypocrite because DIY is the last thing I preach to any of my couples or anyone for that matter. And so, yep, insert foot in mouth. I learned my lesson. <laughs> and I think the thing with that is like, it's not really, I don't really see it as hypocrisy, but it's like we're... Um, as business owners, we're so accustomed to putting 150% yeah. towards somebody else. But when Absolutely. it comes to our own stuff, oh yeah, right, it's it always kind of like, oh, we'll, we'll kind of get it done. Yeah, right, and it never got done. Right, <laughs> but at, like it looks it looks great. Thank um, you. And I, I'm super excited to uh, be one of the first people to like actually email you. <laughs> with the new you one. were you were my first email. Really? You never forget your first. Oh my gosh. So Kenny, I'll never forget you. That was the sweetest. Yes, you were the first person that hit my inbox under Angelica Rose events. <laughs> That's awesome because I think I knew it was like I think people are still gonna be like yeah. towards towards uh, the new stuff, right? Oh yeah, it's still a work in progress. All the little stuff I have to do behind the scenes, still like transferring emails and bank account stuff and even login oh, wow. I don't realize how many things I log into with my work email address so just little tedious tasks that I have to work out but aesthetically it's all done and out there yeah so. it's wild let's talk about let's talk about something fun let's talk about like wedding trends yeah yeah what are wedding you trends where do you see wedding trends going in like 2019 yeah so I actually have a love-hate relationship with the word trend okay. um, because for me when planning a wedding I want to create something timeless I want to create something that the couple's going to look back in 10-15 years and still love it so I try not to get too trendy with my weddings but yes every wedding has a trend to it um, what I see coming for 2019 is just um, I want to say uniqueness I feel like my couples are really taking a stance like this is our wedding this is how we want it done and again they're not just like looking through a magazine and looking at the magazine's checklist of what needs to be done they're really putting thought and love into each mm -hmm. part of their wedding um 
Something I see coming that I've started experiencing this year is grooms are really caring what they're wearing. Um, I feel like even more so than the bride. Like mm-hmm. I've received more pictures of like my grooms and fittings than I have my brides really? lately. And wow. yeah, they're taking it seriously. So custom fitted suits for mm-hmm. them and jackets lined with engagement photos and custom pocket squares Whoa. with a monogram on it. So these grooms are caring and I like it because I feel like grooms are kind of always an afterthought. I'm like, no, they need to shine just as much as the bride. Right. And I think a lot of that too is with the, um, with the explosion of Instagram, with yeah. the explosion of digital, like Absolutely. more, more people are just like aware of everything that they're doing in terms yeah. of the wedding. It's like, I think every wedding tries to like one up each other. Right. Oh, for sure. Well, yeah, I mean, we're still lucky to have so many platforms that inspire us daily. Mm-hmm. I mean, because I know I'll see something on Instagram and I'll screenshot it. And I'll be like, I have to do this design for a bride one day. So imagine how the brides are. And that's why I thank God I didn't get married in this time. I got married in 2008. Like Pinterest wasn't around. Uh-huh. Instagram wasn't around. So, I, I, yeah, it has to be overwhelming to the brides in the same time it makes it easier. So with your clients, do you, do you feel that they're more excited because they, they can see everything? Like they can put a lookbook mm-hmm. together, they mm-hmm. can put a mood board versus yeah. anxiety. Like where, where's the difference between being anxious to, yeah. to go over the, these details versus being super excited to like, I want to do this, 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 this. Yes. What's nice about most of my clients is, so First of all, a lot of the brides, they're not the brides that were like, I've dreamt of my wedding since I was a little girl. A lot of them, they're career-driven women. Um, It's rare I do weddings that are 20-something-year-olds anymore. So they're 30-something established women. Um, So they care more about the details, and they do want something more custom to them, not that's been done a million times. Um, Hmm. What's also nice about a lot of my clients is they give me the freedom to create and design something for them, and then I present them the idea, and it's either a yay or a nay. Okay. Which is great, but it's still like much a team effort between me, the florist, the couple. So I always say it takes a village to raise a child and plan a wedding, and that's very much the case. <laughs> right, and it's like it's such an inclusive thing where it's inclusive. But it's crazy in the sense where there's like there's over sometimes two hundred people, but yeah. it feels like one big family, right? Mm-hmm. Where you're essentially talking to, especially on your end, you might be mm-hmm. talking to the maid of honor or the the best man and there's mm-hmm. so much details that are involved and it's mm-hmm. like this wasn't like this 10 years ago no no right. it wasn't it's definitely even like i'll say pinterest for example i have pinterest boards where there's like four or five collaborators because it's myself the bride oh, wow. her mother her maid of honor um but i think it makes it more fun because i've definitely been in meetings or where they'll bring up an idea that i didn't think of and when it comes to you know Pinterest and Instagram, I think a lot of that, I have to educate a lot because I have mm-hmm. brides that show me this, I mean, over the top elaborate design and they're like, that's exactly what I want. And I'm like, your budget doesn't allow for that. So educating is a huge part of the wedding planning process as well. Right, so what education, like are, are you educating the parents as well? Yes, so I'll, yeah, it's, I do still have my couples where the parents are hosting the wedding. Uh-huh. Um, so when the parents are involved with hosting the wedding, they have a lot more say. And it's the parents who always want to invite a million more guests than the couple really wants. So, of course, the budget's going to go towards food and beverage more than other things. But, yeah. So with that, it's like, do you, do you, see, do you still see the same excitement within the parents? Because like, the parents might have got married 30 years ago yeah. versus now. Like, are they more excited to catch up on a digital trend? They're so excited and sometimes a little too excited huh. where I'm like, 
should we ask the couple what they want? Or are oh you guys making gosh. the final decision? Um, so yeah, sometimes they get too excited. And I feel like the moms feel like it's their wedding 2.0, oh, right. um, which I embrace them because I already know I'm going to be that crazy mom planning her daughter's <laughs> wedding. Sure. So I embrace the crazy mothers because I am a future crazy mother. So. Right. It's like a refreshment of like, <laughs> we're just going to redo this 30 years from now. Exactly. That's what they feel. And of course, they want the best for their kids. Right. I get it. Right, right. <laughs> so what are what are some of your advices for for um, couples that are planning their own weddings? Planning their own weddings. Um, I always, first of all, budget is going to determine everything. And when it comes to the guest list, I feel like people get excited and they feel like they have to invite everyone. And I always say don't. I always hmm. say look at each guest. If you're not going to... If you're not willing to take them to lunch or dinner for 250 plus dollars, maybe think about it twice hmm. about inviting them to their wedding. How have they played a role in your relationship in your life? If you haven't talked to them in six years, uh, do they need to be at the wedding? Maybe not. Are they going to be offended? Maybe, maybe not. Um, but that's really going to make or break the budget is the amount of guests they have, first of all. Yeah, and I think it's, it's in, in your perspective, is it to to not have a wedding planner is that like is that uh not like to not do type of thing like does it because i know a lot of people well a lot of couples still don't have wedding planners they don't especially with us in sure. the um the videography world and like you this is such a necessary need it really is and in their defense when i got married almost 10 years ago i couldn't afford my service mm. So having a wedding planner or a coordinator is, it's a luxury item. Could a wedding happen without us? Absolutely. Will it happen smoothly and successfully? Eh, maybe not. Um, I always stress the importance. So I do mostly full planning. Mm -hmm. um, I want to be involved with every little aspect of the wedding. I want the couples, sometimes before they even get the venue, I want to be like their first point of contact. But we also offer wedding day coordination. Okay. And if anything, I find that service to be very important. Um, there are couples out there that are easily could plan their own wedding and do a great job at it. Mm. But those last few months leading up to the wedding, we need to step in and get you organized and make sure you have everything done for the wedding, especially the day of. You don't want your family members or friends setting up things for you your coordinator is going to do that your coordinator is going to make sure people arrive on time you get down the just all the little logistics so i always stress that that's a very important service if you can't afford a full service wedding planner right now do you see um being an analytics like loving analytics now do you see when couples are planning their wedding is it is it does it end up being much more costly with than uh, without a wedding planner versus a wedding planner because a lot of it's like they don't know mm -hmm. where to go mm -hmm. um, they don't know the vendors they don't know the type of resources mm -hmm. do you see it as more like because you know you're trying to you're trying to save a penny but yeah. you're costing yourself a dollar right in that yeah sense. exactly well I think it could be twofold because when having a planner we are going to introduce ideas that we think you should be doing therefore mm. those ideas cost more money right but in the same breath yes because especially for the established planners and coordinators when they've been in business for so long and when they've referred a certain wedding professional so many times that professional is going to offer their clients a discount mm. so there's a handful of wedding professionals we work with that are willing to extend our clients a discount so that is the advantage of having um, a wedding planner or a coordinator plus to me time is money so the time it takes to research one little thing it's it's worth it. It's worth it to just bite the bullet, invite 10 less guests, right. and hire a coordinator or planner. Right. And it's like, there's, even with, with that, like right now in 2018, there's so many resources online. 
where yes. you're able to kind of find a lot of these things, right? And it's like, what what are some of your one of your what are some of your best resources for for people to kind of study and research as they're um, I think with now it's like people are planning the weddings two years ahead. They right? are, yeah. Although this year was weird, people I'm seeing shorter engagements oh. actually. <laughs> At least this year, I don't know about next year. Next year's already looking like people are planning in advance, but this year was weird. When it comes to resources, I find it's hard. I find there's mixed messages out there. And it's funny, I could tell the couples who read an article on The Knot or mm. who read an article from this magazine and because they'll be like, well, you know, we're supposed to do this and this amount of time. And I'm like, no, you have time for that. Or the average wedding cost. And I'm like, okay, when they spit those numbers at mm. me, I know they, they did some reading. Right. Um, so yeah, it's hard because there's so many mixed messages. I don't mind when couples reach out to me for a question. I would rather you go to the source than just reading all these different articles online. Right, because I think your experience within doing of it is is yeah. much more valuable than reading a blog. Uh, well, absolutely. Ish. No, don't get me wrong. I definitely see the value in blogs. I mean, there's a ton of great things. I mean, I still am constantly listening to webinars and reading blogs mm. because I'm still learning from those sources as well. So I'm not saying don't do that. Um, but when you read those, a lot of times it's not specific to a market. It's just mm. broad weddings. So when people are like, the average cost of a wedding, well, where? Where is that average cost? Right, you know, is that right. specific to Vegas? Is that back east? So LA, New York. Exactly. So Got it. that's what's challenging about those type of sources. It's just, it's broad. It's not specific to the market. Hmm. Now, do you feel like there's a lot of... Um, within like resources like Knot or Wedding Wire, mm -hmm. do you feel like there are... Are, very, are limited sources in the cities itself. Just going back on that. Like, is there is there a Las Vegas wedding blog? I don't know. I, I think um, there have been attempts to have mm. one, but there's not like a big one on a national level. Like for example, Green Wedding Shoes is specific to California, yeah. um, where we don't have one specific to Vegas. Right. Now, you're you're based in Vegas, but you you don't only service Vegas, right? Correct. I travel. I always say I'll travel for love. So wherever <laughs> you're willing to take me, I will go. <laughs> right. Where have some of your favorite places been? So I've been doing a ton in California. And I can't, like, they're all, I want to say they're all my favorite. And it's just because the experience, one, has been great. Hmm. And it's been just refreshing and kind of giving me this boost of momentum and energy cause, just because it's something different. Hmm. So it's presented, like, challenges but good challenges where a wedding out here it's like okay I've been to that venue a million times I know what to do who to see what time I you know everything where California it's completely new um for me so I yeah so all the destinations weddings I've done so far um have been in California but I think my favorite one will be this November I'll be at Pelican Hill in Newport which oh. is just this gorgeous iconic luxury top of the line hotel that I've always loved from afar hmm. so the fact that i get to actually plan a wedding there um i'm really excited about that wow and it's i think what you were saying earlier is just the challenge of the unknown right the challenge of the unknown and you know i went out there super nervous to meet the venue and to meet the team of wedding professionals out mm. there um because I, I was worried they're gonna be like who's this little planner from vegas because you know oc they have some incredible mm -hmm. incredible talent out there um but everyone was so welcoming and we have a killer team going on so yeah it, no it worked out that's awesome and it's like just being in a new environment kind of sparks a lot of your creativity because for sure right being in Vegas having done this for so many years yeah. like you 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 get accustomed to it all, I all get the, accustomed to it and it's hard because 
even though if I've done the design a million times, it's still new to that bride. So if I post a photo on Instagram, I'll have a bride be like, that's exactly what I want. And it's like, oh, I just did that. But to her, it's new. To me, it's not. But to her, it's new. Right. So it's so hard. So that's what's exciting about going out of market and just designing at a new, completely different space and venue that I've never done before. Right. And going back to Instagram now, when are a lot of your brides and a lot of your couples, are they screenshotting you like every single thing All that they see? All the time. Okay. All the time. And not even just from mine, um, from other planners, Instagrams, which I don't mind because there's amazing planners out here that are doing beautiful weddings um, to floors here and out of town. Oh, yeah. It's like screenshot city. Right. Now... It's like that in itself is like a, such a great education for yourself, right? Because you're seeing everything that's different, that's new. Well, and it kind of helps me know like where they're looking too. Because oh. I'm still blown away that brides are shopping on Instagram. Like I never thought that'd be a thing. Shopping, shopping? Like shopping. Like I get so many leads from Instagram oh, okay. that I would think that they would hit my website before they hit my Instagram, but that's not the case. Oh. They're hitting my Instagram first. That's interesting. Um, mm-hmm. It's very interesting. So when they're sending me screenshots, it helps me see like where they're looking to. And I feel like the tags are how people are finding other things. Oh. People being tagged in each other's photos. So that's like, that's, I mean, in that sense, it's like that's a whole different side of digital marketing where you're not expected to like, for some reason, they're not coming to your website, but they're, they're going to your Instagram, right? Mm-hmm. Like, how do you, for, in that sense, like, how, how are these, how are the brides like coming to you? Like, are they generally like interested in, in your service or are they kind of picking your brain? I, I feel, and just from what I've seen, I think, I feel like there's three areas brides are looking. I feel like they look at three platforms before they decide. For one person mm-hmm. before they decide like okay i want to reach out to them so i think that's instagram website and either like a preferred vendor list or word of mouth so i feel like it takes those three things to get them to finally send the email like hey i'm interested in your services but i feel like instagram's the first stop a lot of times that's and that's that's so interesting right because i i do you see a lot of wedding planners uh, using Instagram as well, like as heavy as oh, yeah. in heavy sense of you do? Okay. Oh, yeah. We talk oh. about it. Um, we have a wedding planner group that meets regularly just to kind of talk shop in business. Um, and we find like, that's a huge resource for us. So we all see the value in posting at least once a day and connecting with people because, um, yeah, that's where they're looking. And I mean, they'll DM me and just be like, hey, you know, I've been following your work and now I'm engaged. Like, let's connect. And I'm like, OK, well, email me. <laughs> Huh. So it's it's fast it still fascinates me. That's interesting. Mm-hmm. So top three would be Instagram, um, website, and then emails. I would. Yeah. I think that that's the last stop. So I think they go to the the Instagram mm-hmm. and then they find. This is just how I feel. They find the website through Instagram. Okay. Then they click on the website to see more of your work. Right. And then they email. So that's kind of the funnel. That's great. That's like, at least how I. That's how I'm feeling. My brides. That's the route they're going. Right. When contacting me. Right. 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 Yes. Now, um, do you feel like a lot of people are are using are still using Facebook? No. 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 At least I I don't find it as a great resource. Although. I can't say that because I haven't done my research because I know they've done added a bunch of new features and functions for Facebook business, um, but I have yet to receive a lead from Facebook right. through my business page. And that's interesting. That's It's a really good side note to have. Like, a lot of people really aren't focusing on um, on the bigger aspect of Instagram, right? I don't think so. I think because Instagram is more instant gratification. They right. see what they like. They're like, that's what I want. Let me contact everyone involved in that photo hmm. and see if they could be my team. 
it's instant. Where Facebook, I feel like you have to do a little bit more researching. It's a few more clicks to get to the photo albums or to find an email or... Right. I feel like you could showcase your personality more too mm-hmm. on Instagram because of the Insta stories and how you caption a photo. Right. It's you're really cultivating that relationship and it's like you don't know who your followers are. Like no, In a case don't. where someone might be DMing you, following you overly random for a year. They do. And it's like, oh, I'm getting married. Yes. But it's, it's cultivating that relationship and I think that's what's so amazing about like the digital aid right now. Well, yeah. It's like you're walking talking portfolio like we don't have to have these tangible portfolios anymore um we're showing everyone daily what we can do and who we are so so going back to that what was the portfolio like 10 years ago um good question (laughs) so i didn't have to focus on that as much because i wasn't the owner um but i feel like that's where websites and i could be wrong this is just my experience but i feel like that's where websites people were really focusing on the websites Mm because you had your testimonials on there, the galleries about me. Um, so I feel like that was the portfolio 10 years ago. Yeah, and it's it's so interesting because like, and on the wedding planning side, it it really isn't as visual as, as I think we think about it, right? Because it's, they're not really getting to see your videos. They're not gonna really see your photos, but it's the, um, what's that word? When you say like the curation of everything yeah. that you put within, uh, within the preferred vendors and within the photographers, and that's how like they really build that that vision with you. But it's like, yeah. like when someone reaches out to you, it's hard. Like, is it hard for you to explain what the what the day would be or the process would be? And is it a long call? It is a long call. So most of my consultations are at least thirty minutes, because a lot of times people don't know what a wedding planner does. Like, right. And I have to explain like we do so much more than you know stand in a corner with a clipboard looking like J Lo. Like, no, I am on the ground sweating, <laughs> like bustling your dress, steaming linens. So explaining all of that and the value of why you should hire a wedding planner and what we do and the links we go to to make sure the day is great. I'll never say perfect because there's no such thing as a perfect wedding day, Um, but to make sure it goes great. So I think just, again, it's so much education when it comes to budget and services. And I I get asked all the time, like, so what do you do or why why do I need you? Mm. So yeah, it is a lengthy process and that's why I insist on always having a phone consultation. Mm -hmm. I'll never just give price randomly because I don't know what to quote you if I don't know what you need. Right. So. Now, going back to education, like how are you consistently educating yourself within um, everything that's happening in the industry? Uh, yeah, you're just keeping up with trends for sure. Um, business things. I, I, again, look, I do read blogs. and I do, I started, again, um, reading books. It's been like a huge resource for me. Um, webinars and hearing how other markets are doing and that's why I love the webinars because I'm able to hear other wedding planners Mm. and professionals in different markets and how they're doing things Hmm. so if somebody was new um, trying to get into the wedding planning industry like what would your advice to them be network your butt off Um, I feel like those connections are what make you thrive people want to work with people they like Mm. um, and people that are talented and people that they know are going to hustle and get the job done so I think those connections um, so that's the biggest thing is just getting your name out there and a lot of times that comes with having to do work for free or a wedding for free or assisting for free but again that's only going to help you in the long run right and it's like it's the inter- interpersonal relationship that you build. I, and it's, I think that's what makes this industry so unique. 
Yes. Right. It's because it's like it's not just advertising. It's not just marketing, but it's yeah. the relationship because it's, it's like you said, it builds a, it takes a team to make everything come together. It's so true. I mean, I feel like me and you are a perfect example. The first time we met was the first one we ever did together. Mm -hmm. And I, I'm, I'm going to say it was love at first sight. And we've kept in touch ever since. Um, and because we had this great first impression of each other. So, again, that's what's going to get people far. Right. And it, it, just going back to that, it's like you've I think you've helped me so much over the last what has been two years. I think, yeah, two going on three. Right. It lasts like we don't see each other much, but it's it's the relationship that we keep. And it's like we yes. go back for advice. We go back for yes. for kind of just commentary or things that are happening. And it's absolutely. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I just feel like those relationships are everything. Right. They really are. You can't just sit around wondering when the leads are going to come in. You got to go out there and work for it for sure. Yeah. And I think that's what like makes Vay is so unique. You know, it's um, it's not like L.A., New York, where leads are essentially like flooding towards you flooding towards and i don't feel like we're super oversaturated in things yet either right. so now going back to that it's like what do you what do you think makes vegas such a um destination place for other couples throughout the world to to really to really um hone in and, and want to get married here but it's not the not the chapel weddings but it's more it's of not. the right more of the destination weddings that you do and that we do like mm -hmm. what, what makes you think it's such an attractive place i when i talk to couples and and i'm going to back up what you said and that's absolutely correct it's it's still interesting to me 11 years later that couples come out here and they don't want the chapel vegas i, I mean so many of my couples are like we want to get married in Vegas, but we don't want it to feel like Vegas. And I'm like, that's so interesting because like, I'm sure there's a beach in your hometown or mm. there's, you know, um, I think they choose Vegas because it feels, um, a little bit edgy and, but it, you still feel like it's like this cozy wedding, um, feeling. They also choose Vegas because it's a, it's easy to fly to, um, and it's a good destination for their guests without sending them out of the country. So I always find that couples say they find it convenient to get to Vegas no matter where you're from. Hmm. So I think that that's a huge thing too. I will be honest though, I do feel like Vegas has fallen off the map a little bit when it comes to being like one of the top destination places. I mean, I think our people are still getting used to the fact that Las Vegas isn't home of the 99 cent steak and eggs anymore. Like we've grown, we have exquisite chefs and exquisite designers um, out here and restaurants and hotels. And so we're not that market anymore. So I think that's why a lot of people are choosing um, other markets as well. Yeah, it's like a, the culture of Vegas over the last like four or five years mm -hmm. has just grown so exponentially mm -hmm. where it's, it's, you don't, if you came here 10 years ago and you haven't been mm -hmm. here in 10 years, you just wouldn't, you just wouldn't recognize it, right? Yeah, you wouldn't recognize it. And I still think we have to fight hard out here in our wedding industry to show that we could do these big, beautiful weddings. Because mm -hmm. even when you say like, oh, I'm a wedding planner in Vegas, they like instantly think of a chapel, chapel. with showgirls and Elvis. And I'm like, I right. never do that. Um, those are great. And there's a you know, people out there that do it, but my clients don't. Um, but yeah, I think people are starting to see getting used to you know the value of coming here because we have a lot to offer it's a one-stop shop you don't have to worry about entertaining your guests they entertain themselves right even with that it's like so how how do we in the um the wedding industry like how do we educate is it is it something that the city ha we need to work with the city to improve on in terms of 
rebrand do you think vegas needs a rebranding yeah right. i do i mean i still feel like we see like when i see like a lot of ads it's always like and i mean god bless that sign i love it it's who we are <laughs> but it's like do we really need to see a bride and groom in front of the welcome to las vegas i know you know let's put them somewhere else <laughs> like right. there's so many beautiful places out here let's put them in front of smith center or springs preserve or you know absolutely and that's like i think the biggest thing that people come for is like there's so much diverse landscape in Vegas yes right. we're not just hotels and my couples at least aren't the typical ballroom couples mm-hmm. they want a unique space that they could personalize and make their own right and it's like even with that there's so the unique spaces like where have some of the unique places been that you've done in Vegas so a lot of them, there's still hotels. So a lot of the off-strip hotels are big for my couple. So mm-hmm. Hilton Lake, Las Vegas, Red Rock Hotel, M Resort, Green Valley Ranch, GW Marriott. People okay. are coming out of state and choosing those venues over strip hotels. Mm-hmm. Now, again, that's just my couples. Um, but they stay on the strip. So they want that experience, but they don't want to get married on the strip. Right. But the advantage of that is with the hotel strip properties, they're very all-inclusive and it's kind of a little bit more challenging to truly make your wedding your own because they're like, here's our floors, choose your bouquet. Mm. Um, They make it a little bit more challenging to be expressive. So that's the advantage of why people are picking, I think, more off-site properties. And it's interesting with that too, is like even with on our side, we've done so many crazy unique weddings where it's like it's in a mansion. But the mansion yes. is this in this off-site property on Flamingo and, and Decatur where like yes. nobody has ever seen it. But the yeah. venue is just like amazing. There's Right. Or it's like, why aren't more weddings happening here? Right. Yeah, it's true. But we're definitely getting more cool. Like Enclave, I think, is a great example. Yeah. Enclave is amazing. Um, when Enclave came around, Meet Las Vegas is another great example of kind of having your own space and making it what you want. Um, there's hotels out here that once upon a time it was a nightclub and now it's not. But it still has that nightclub vibe and feel. But they do events only. Right. So how the, uh, fun. The Palms, right? Palms, yes. Red Rock, mm-hmm. um, right. Havana Room at Tropicana are mm-hmm. some great examples of having a nightclub wedding without it ever being a nightclub. <laughs> yeah, and it's, and it's so interesting. So let's, let's talk about um, your team. Yeah. Now you have, you have three people there? I have three have girls. Three I'm girls. very lucky in my situation. So with weddings we know it's not consistent Mm. so it's hard to say like i'm going to make x amount of dollars this next year and i'm going to be able to afford x y and z i don't know that so what i love about all my girls is they've been with us for years 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 way before i was the owner so they're not new to weddings they're not interns i don't have to train them on things they know what to do and how to get a job the job done and how it needs to be done. Um, so they all have Monday through Friday jobs. Okay. Um, two of them are mothers. They all three love weddings. So it's a win-win. They get their um, consistent paychecks from someone else, not mm-hmm. from me, but then they still get their fill of weddings on the weekends with me. So it really works out great. Um, I couldn't do it without them. They, I think I set something perfectly and then they come and fix my work and I'm like, how rude. It looked great. So I'm very, very thankful for them. <laughs> and that's great. And it's like, you've been, you said you've been working with them for a long time? Ever oh, since. a long time. Oh. One of them, um, her name's Catherine. She actually does wedding day coordination through um, under Angelica Rose events as well. Her, the very first wedding she ever did interned at was mine. Oh. And I had no idea um, because she was so good. I thought she worked actually for the venue I got married at. And later I learned that 
Juliet, the prior, prior owner, had brought her on to assist on my wedding, and she was amazing. So that was almost 10 years ago. So wow. we always joke that when me and my husband celebrate our anniversary, we celebrate our friendship anniversary, too. Oh, so. that's amazing. <laughs> yeah. Now, what, is it, what does it take to develop and, and build that relationship with your team? Well, how do you, is it, how, how are you guys communicating? What does it take to build a strong team, essentially? Oh, gosh, that, it's hard. It's really hard because I think um, when girls go on to help with a wedding planner, it's never a long-term thing hmm. because that girl's either one, just getting her internship hours or she goes and starts her own company. Um, so I, I feel for like the newer wedding planners that are in that process of having to hire people to be on their team, um, because they need to they need to rock it out on a wedding day. They're a reflection of the owner. And if they make a mistake that reflects on the owner, um, but I think um, just giving people time and finding the time to train them, I think is super mm. important. You can't just throw them into this wedding and be like, set that napkin up this way. Well, what if they don't know that napkin fold? So I think, and what helps with that, I think is like kind of staffing heavy in the beginning and whether that's having, you know, X amount of interns, that way the owner could take a little bit of time to nourish her team and help them grow and train them. So now, going back to that, like how how do you train your team when it's just a day of event, right? Like, because yeah. it's such a it's not like a nine to five thing where they're here no, every it's day. Not, not. Um, I think it's what what role do you want them to have in the company? Like, for example, Catherine. I mean, she's done a bazillion wedding day coordinations with me now. Um, she's shadowed, she's worked them, she's done them on her own, that she knows how to not only get the job done, but how I expect it to be. Um, so again, just time. Um, but when it comes to the other people, I think even just like having like a monthly meetup or this is what's gonna happen, especially for a big wedding, like we'll have a team meeting if it's gonna be a huge wedding hmm. and just go over every detail and specifying like, okay, this is your role the wedding day, this is what you do at this time. So just timing and communication is right. key. Right. Now, within, um, within all that, are you, are you using any apps to communicate? Um, no, we're not actually. Wow. Um, I know there's like a walkie-talkie app, I believe. Oh, that's cool. Um, we have walkie-talkies. We've only really used them for big weddings, but we really um, just kind of group chat text. I know that's nothing exciting or thrilling or <laughs> new, um, but on, on a wedding day, that's just how we communicate. Ah, interesting. So f for us, we use, uh, we use Slack. I don't know if you ever oh, used it. Oh, yes. Yes, yeah. yes, yes. Oh, yeah, you could share documents through mm -hmm. Slack and timelines. Yes. And I think that's such a great tool. Um, and it's like I... For I think in the wedding industry is like I like one of my main goals coming into it was making it more like techie. Yes, but not well, see, just you're like good cam. At that. Yeah, you know, like that T word like gives me anxiety. <laughs> right. So, <laughs> so you're good at that stuff, though, Kenny. <laughs> yeah, and it's I think for us is like for me it simplifies things in in so many sense where. Like, sometimes group checks are, are overwhelming. Sure. Right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. I think it just works for us because at this point, we all know how each other works. Right. We all know what to expect and what gets done. And they, they're in my brain. I always say they're all a part of my brain because they already know what I'm thinking before I even have to say it. Right. Um, but not everyone's like that. So I do like apps like Slack or in-person meetings so people know, like, even mm. how to read a timeline or just keeping in touch with each other. Yeah. So with with um, brides, with couples that aren't local, 
how how early are you like how many days before the wedding are you like meeting them in person is that a thing it's it's definitely a thing so i'm lucky where most of my couples they'll come in town a couple times before the actual wedding so when they're in town for most of them are in town for at least two days we get a ton mm. of planning in those two days and those two days are important to have so they can meet with their team in person mm. a lot of times they will hire without meeting them but there's always a phone consultation or a skype call i always want them to talk to their wedding profession to a wedding professional before they actually hire them because mm. i again i think that personality and that connection is important um but they do make it an effort to come in town and do some planning but most of the planning is done through email i use um io planner which is a great resource for me and my brides um i i love it because it helps couples know like what's coming what to expect what still needs to be paid mm. if they need to refer to a contract all their contracts are uploaded in there um so that's been a great resource specifically for my out-of-town couples very cool and you said i that was io, io planner. planner okay yes. very cool yeah Let's talk about um what what do you see happening in 2019 2019 and above? Oh know? yeah, for just the industry for or? yourself for the industry for um for being a mother like what's yeah. for you for you as as a whole? Yeah, for me as a whole, well, a huge goal of mine is to take um a little bit less weddings on average we're doing about 20 i would love to get that number down to 15. so that's that's a huge goal of mine and something i would like to see for our company um in the future and i i would also love to delegate more to my team so maybe start putting more um, of the weddings on them more wedding day coordination weddings for them um, getting them involved more in the full planning weddings i would love that because um, isn't that the goal of the owner to kind of truly mm. feel like the owner right <laughs> um for our industry i think um again like vegas is just always going to be a desired destination and as always it's ebb and flow like we have our years where it's like no one's coming here where are all the brides and then mm. all of a sudden it picks up like they're always going to be there they're always going to be there which is nice and i think um vegas is still growing i think i mean look at mandarin oriental for example is changing to waldorf i think we're going to continually see changes and growth in our city which is only going to bring more people out here i mean we have the raiders coming our golden knights are kicking butt so i think those are only adding more reasons for people to come here right so for yourself you want to be more on the owner side less on the operator side yeah i yeah i wear too many hats <laughs> yes um and i would love to take at least one and a half hats off maybe right although because i love it so much i don't mind it but still i would love to take a step back every now and then you know and i think that's like everyone's everyone's biggest um complex as like owners like you still love but it's you love it's, it so much right yeah like even so Catherine I mentioned her you know she does wedding day coordination on her own mm -hmm. when she's like working with her couple like I still want to be copied on all the emails <laughs> because I want to know what's going on but maybe that's something I could let go <laughs> and it's you know I I've learned to accept that in a sense where it's yeah. like the, you're still in it because you love it right yes, and it's yes. just still your passion for it is even with my like my team always tells me like you gotta step back I'm like shoot yeah. but i'm like I, I still love it you yeah. know yeah like it's still such That's a the thing like we yeah. love it we live for it we breathe it um and i know the day i stop being nervous before every wedding is the day i i'm not in love with it anymore right so <laughs> right but it's, it's just more so like as you grow and you get bigger yeah. um it's more so about the balance right balance exactly yeah 
So for 2019, are you expected to kind of pick up more staff? Uh, no, I don't. No, I don't want to pick up more staff. I love staying just like small boutique, okay. um, quality over quantity for us. Great. Um, we have four weddings on the books for next year already. So that's good for us. Um, so no, I think I'm not, I don't want to add to the team at all. And the goal is of course, more full planning versus wedding day coordination weddings too. So. Right. Right. it's still, it's, it's, it's still great to see such a, see you have so much fire within it. I love it. <laughs> yes, I do. That's great. So yeah. for prospective couples that are looking to, in 2019, 2020, where can they yes, find you? Yes, yes. Um, everywhere. So you could find me, of course, Instagram, um, Angelica Rose Events, Twitter, Angelica Rose, LV, um, Facebook, Angelica Rose Events, or you could email me, Angelica at AngelicaRoseEvents.com. That's not long or excessive at all, um, but that's where they could find me. And I would love to hear from them. And again, I'm an open book. Even if you just have a question, um, I'm here. I'll always respond. Awesome. Thank yeah. you so much for your time. Thank you, Kenny, for having me. <laughs> just wanted to thank our guest, Angelica, for coming on the show. If you guys found major insights with this episode, if you're planning a wedding, if you're two years out and you found this conversation to be useful, um, you know, please take a moment and reach out to her. She's super available on Instagram, on Twitter. Um, She'll directly give you her phone number. That's just how friendly she is. Um, and she'll help you break down all the necessities, get the stress out of your mind. And if you guys are two years ahead, that's wonderful. We're so happy for you as videographers ourselves and as wedding planners in the industry. We're always more than happy to help. If you guys like the episode, please take a moment of time to rate us on iTunes. It will really help us on the charts and help us share more valuable information throughout our listeners and be seen more um we love you guys we thank you guys for listening and we want to share this positive and we want to share this positivity and message throughout the world um and always follow us on social um i'm pretty active so reach me anytime see you <laughs>